0: Let us unite our hearts individually and collectively as a congregation and enter into His worship by turning in our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. It is a great privilege and blessing and a responsibility to be in the house of the Lord today. And we want to worship Him acceptably in reverence and godly fear as we are taught in Hebrews 12. Philippians chapter 2, I read to you verses 12 through 16. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Amen Amen and amen. Amen. Notice the first word, wherefore. That wherefore directs us back to what has already been said in the verses leading up to the 12th verse. There are two things to notice, two sections to notice. In verses 1-4, through the apostle exhorts this Philippian church that they would be like-minded, have no strife or envy in their midst, in lowliness, esteem others better than themselves, and care more about the things of others than their own things. So in verses one through four is described the body life of a church. In order to motivate them to that task and goal, the apostle gives them in verses five through eleven the example of the Lord Jesus Christ who being in the form of God humbled himself to be a servant and to die on the cross. If the Lord of glory could humble himself to be a servant and die on the cross for us, we should be easily able to humble ourselves and to serve others. Wherefore, the exhortation and lesson in, of verses one through four, the example of verses five through eleven, wherefore ought to get our attention to be obedient to New Testament religion. This twelfth verse ends with the words, fear and trembling. We are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Our salvation is not finished in the complete sense of the word. When Jesus cried in John 19.30, it is finished. He was referring to His legal work of a substitutionary sacrifice on the cross of Calvary for our sins. But the practical phase of our salvation, our conversion, and our being conformed more and more to the image of His Son is not yet complete. It is a process that we are in and we want to keep improving in it day by day and year by year until He takes us home. Because it says, work out Your own salvation. There's a salvation that we are to work out because God worked it in us by changing our will so that we would will and do the things that are His good pleasure in that next verse. So let's remember that we're here today because we have a salvation to work out in our lives. And it is a serious matter because it goes on to describe doing it with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. This is one of the best churches in the New Testament. The church at Philippi of Macedonia. When you read Revelation chapters 2 and 3 last night in preparation, you should have feared and trembled before the one behind the red writing. I have read Revelation chapters 2 and 3 a number of times in my life. Last night, I feared and trembled by Holy Spirit conviction more than I ever have before in those two chapters. The Lord of glory is strict. The Lord of glory is severe. The Lord of glory is measuring us by a high standard. It's only the overcomers that He promises to bless. And He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Repent, therefore, and be zealous. Seven different churches, all held to a high standard, and the Lord Jesus Christ threatening six of them that they needed to strengthen some things that were weak, that they thought they were alive, but they were dead. We need to work out our own salvation, our practical salvation of repentance and conversion to God and to Christ and conforming our lives to his word with zeal individually and as families and as a church. And so we're in our study of higher ground for that end. Verse 12 verse 13 I mean tells us that it is God which worketh in you. I love the simplicity and the power of scripture when it tells us in verse 12 that we have some works to do And to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, it still brings us back to remind us of the grace of God that worked in us to will and to do of His good pleasure or we would not be here. If it were not for God working His will in us, we would never will to do anything for Him. We would not choose His church to frequent on the Lord's Day. Nor would we do anything in obedience to Him we would follow our own course in life. And so we're thankful to the God of heaven for His grace in working these things into us. Then it says in verse 14, in this particular passage, it summarizes our godliness by two main traits. We don't murmur. That is, we don't complain. We don't criticize. We don't whine. Do all things without murmurings. We are the most blessed people that have ever lived on planet earth. We have the least reason to ever murmur. And so we have the Word of God telling us if we're going to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, we should do all things without murmurings. Children, be thankful for everything you have put on your plates. You men that go to your jobs, be thankful for your job. And don't murmur about it. We are blessed abundantly. Don't murmur about the church members that God has placed in front of you, behind you, and beside you because they are His choice for your perfection. Then it says, do all things without disputings, contentions, fights, grudges, bitterness, differences. Let's just flush them all. Do all things Without disputings. Let's not argue, contend, debate, or strive (coughs) is the word of the Apostle to us right here. And then, verse 15 is true. We can be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. (coughs) We want to shine as lights in the world. Lord, help us to do that. And in this particular place, It's to avoid murmurings and disputings. Now, verse 16 says, Holding forth the word of life. There's different ways that we can evangelize. And one way that we can evangelize is to do what we've just read. Work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. What God's worked in us, we work it out. We don't murmur. We don't dispute. We're blameless in the sight of God. We don't care what men say. We care what God says. We're blameless Before him in the world holding forth the word of life. That life is the most powerful thing that we can ever do to testify of God's grace in our lives and of the true apostolic gospel. And the apostle said that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. So many ministers measure their ministries based on how many people have accepted Jesus under their influence. But the Apostle Paul never mentioned such a thing. And here he's telling us that his joy in standing before Jesus Christ is their changed lives, as he's just described in verses 12 through 15. And that is true salvation. We were speaking of it before the service began, some of us brothers. The Bible says, He that overcometh, I will give All things. He shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. True salvation is overcoming this world. That is the evidence of being born again. That is the evidence of being one of God's elect. Let it be true of us today and tomorrow and every day that the Lord gives us. Let us work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. God initiated it. And powerfully saved us by his grace, regenerating us monergistically, singularly by his mighty power in the Holy Spirit. But let us work that out in the things that we're going to review today, the simple things of how we should function in this church and in this world. Let us pray. Holy Father, blessed God, Lord Jehovah. We worship thee in the beauty of holiness this morning. Hallowed be thy name. Holy Father, we come before thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in his righteousness and under his blood. We pray for the power of Pentecost to be in us, among us, and over us. O Lord, stir us up by Your grace and power, that we might humble ourselves before Holy Scripture and realize that what You have worked in, we should work out. And, O Lord, whether Paul be here or not, whether a pastor be present or not, let us always obey what You have written to us. We thank Thee for the written Word of God. We thank Thee for our King James Bibles and every word by which we are to live. And we pray that You would stir us up in this hour by Your Holy Spirit that we will be faithful to the charge that You have given us. That we will work out that glorious, gracious, unspeakable gift of salvation that You have given us. Heavenly Father, let us be harmless, hurting no one. Let us be blameless, above reproach in this world that we might be the faithful sons of God, lights in this world, and holding forth Your apostolic Gospel. O oh, Lord of heaven and earth, bless us this day. Heavenly Father, our flesh is weak, but we can admit and confess that our spirits are weak as well. Strengthen us. Empower us. Move us today by Your Word. Move us by Your Spirit. Cause us and help us to forget the things of our natural lives, that we might be eternally and heavenly minded today, spiritually minded, thinking on the things of Christ and how we might serve Him more perfectly. We thank Thee that at this hour there sits at Thy right hand the Lord Jesus Christ, sitting in the throne of David presently, holding a rod of iron presently, ruling over the nations and dashing them in pieces, as any geopolitical map of the world shows. We bless His holy name. He is our King and our Lord. He is our Savior and our Shepherd. And He is the Bishop of this church. He is its head and its cornerstone. Heavenly Father, we love the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank Thee for Him. Without Him, we have no hope of salvation. We have no opportunity or means by which to come into Thy presence without His glorious name. Be with us now. Let our singing and our praying, let our reading and our preaching, let our hearing and our fellowship all be acceptable in Thy sight and bring adornment to His glorious name. Heavenly Father, what we pray for ourselves, we pray and beseech Thee for every sincere and true church of the Lord Jesus Christ, their saints, and their servants. Bless them this day. We thank Thee for the freedom in our nation that we might assemble like we do today. Bless us and be among us and let us go from this place revived, convicted, converted, and strengthened to fulfill Your will, those things that please Thee more perfectly. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.